0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday. So, hey, I'm, I'm coming to you guys a little bit earlier um, today because I have an appointment in Eureka at five o'clock and so far I've never found a good spot that um, I can broadcast my daily dose without it getting interrupted so while I'm here I'm um, at the hotel I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump in and talk to you guys for a little bit so I thought today I'll talk about uh, mental illness violence Bullying and the Joker. So I don't know if you've seen the, the movie lately, and it was in the USA Today. Anytime I travel, I love um, looking at the USA Today. I call it the um, Inquirer for Business Travelers because it's kind of junk, but it's kind of entertaining. So there was a segment talking about the Joker and mental, mental illness and kind of the correlation and how people are perceiving the movie, yada, yada. And apparently it's on track to do like be the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time which is pretty cool. I actually went to see it, I loved it. And um, I think just understanding trauma and understanding kind of the challenges that people who have experienced trauma go through and the, the kind of the hereditary nature of, of mental illness, but also the very direct environmental exposure to stressful events and traumatic events that occurred that also foster it. Um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was really cool. Obviously, yes, it is you know based on a, a DC character. So it's the beginning mm-hmm. of the Joker. Who I watched the Joker when I was a little kid because my favorite Batman episodes were the old school ones with the bam and the bling and the crash. And my favorite character of all time, of course, was Catwoman. Um, but yeah, I saw the movie. I thought it was excellent. I recommend it. The Joker was adopted. Um, the Joker was a byproduct of abuse. Um, the Joker was raised by a mother with mental illness. So, and then he was extremely bullied. And so I'm tying this in because over the last two weeks, two weeks alone, two young men that I know directly have gotten suspended from school. As, as a byproduct, their behaviors, trying to, to protect themselves, both of them, in both instances, trying to stab other kids with a pencil, um, gotten kicked out of school. And these, both these two boys, great boys, actually very pleasant, very gentle, they're being bullied. And the answer from the school continues to be to suspend the victim. The schools are continuing, and this is in two different states, Two different states that this is happening. And they are not doing anything to protect these kids from being bullied. I cannot believe it. And this one incident just happened today, and I didn't get, I haven't been able to get all the, because I was out of town, I haven't been able to get all the details. And I'm kind of thankful that I actually wasn't in town because. You you can't you can't be bullying one like a kid I'm connected to. You can't bully a, a post kid. A school can't allow bullying to go um, unabated with a post kid. And I, I probably would have misbehaved. I, I sometimes I'm not always regulated, and so I know one of my my senior parent support um, Mr. Harold was able to go and and support the mom. But I know as soon as she sent me a text and said the school was saying that she needed to come up there and get get this young man, I knew I knew immediately. I said he's being bullied and they cannot punish him for being bullied. They have to do something about the situation. And it just reminds me it, again it ties into the joker. These individuals, they are susceptible to stress. They are oftentimes have 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 struggles, and they have social and emotional struggles, and they are good individuals, and bad things keep happening to them over and over and over again. It's like the it's like the the imprints of the negative imprints that they grew up experiencing continue to work out until eventually they crack. And I don't know when we're going to start to do freaking something different than what we've been doing when it comes to kids that we know are being bullied. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh. And there's, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of thinking and it's a matter of being willing to take responsibility. It's being willing to say, hey, here's a kid who's being bullied by another kid or two. Oh my gosh, and then yesterday I heard a story about a kid who was, well, another kid that I now know who a couple years back was bullied. It was caught on videotape horrible. I'm like, what the heck is going on with the adults? Why are we so afraid to get outside of our comfort zones and to get outside of our ourselves and realize how serious these this is for these children who end up being helpless to these other children who obviously must be being helpless to adults in their lives, to cause this cycle to continue to be perpetuated. So that was a little bit of a rant. There's definitely a connection. and, and Oh, oh, I remember I was going to tell you guys the other day. The other night, Mr. Harold and I, we decided to go out and just relax a little bit. So we went to a casino. It was about 10 minutes from here. We were sitting there having a cocktail. And he's playing. I'm not much of a ga- gambler, but he was playing one of the little games there. And... Um, There was a, there was a woman on one side and there was a guy who was, was on the other side of her and he, so it was two women on one side and a guy on the other side. And this one guy was talking to himself and he was watching TVs, talking to himself. And I could see, I'm always paying attention to people. I could see that she got, got gotten visibly uncomfortable. And got up, and so they actually both got up, and so I ended up like being situated right next to this guy. And it's interesting because I actually saw him when I when I went in, and he he saw me. I don't know. There's something there. There's some kind of eye contact. He looked at me a couple times, and probably because I look a little weird, a little strange, and I'm a black dude in Northern California. There's just not that many of us. And uh, so I know I knew who he, I noticed the guy. And um, and he's actually a nice, handsome man, and and but he looked, you know, he looked kind of tough. And so once once they got up and left, it was he was like on my other side of me, and he said something to me, and I just started talking to him. And as I'm talking to him, it becomes so obvious that this guy is on the autism spectrum, like he's just not his social and emotional skills are not intact. And we just start talking and I'm and he's and he's telling me funny stories and he's commenting on the games. And you know I just I feel compassion and I'm just I'm just really all of a sudden it's becoming obvious What's been going on with this guy? And then the security guards are coming around. And I'm like, what the hell? The security guards are coming around. It makes me uncomfortable. You know, I mean, when people start to kind of, you just kind of hover around and there's nothing going on. And so I could tell that the girl had actually gone and reported the guy for having talked to her and she got uncomfortable. And that just kind of gets my hackles all up. And I'm like... You know he wasn't he wasn't sending off any bad vibes. He wasn't doing anything inappropriate. He may talk at a heightened level and he may say something that someone else doesn't understand, but that doesn't mean that he's a risk. So in the process of talking to this guy, he tells me that he's been arrested 27 times. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been arrested 27 times. I've been in jail more than anyone in this whole in this whole county around here." And he said, "I know the judge and the judge said to me, Mr. such and such, do you realize that you have been here more than anyone else that I've ever seen?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know, you know." I'm, and I'm like, "I could totally understand why because people misinterpret this, this, this individual. And, you know, he probably has a couple of drinks and, and that probably causes people to get even more uncomfortable. And I'm sure if you have a couple security guards who eventually start disrespecting you or making you feel threatened, that you, he could be prone to violence. And i it was just so clear, and it was so unfortunate so sad. I ended up inviting him to have dinner with us. He was so funny. He looked at the menu, and he said he wanted the salad bar. And I was like, cool, get the salad bar, dude. So he went and got the salad bar, and he told Harold, he said, hey, if you want if you want me to fix you a salad, I can. I've got unlimited salad bar. And that's why he had his big salad and his cup of soup. And, uh, you know, he was really sweet, and he told me his name And I I said, that's a really unique name. And he said, it means loyalty. Um, And I thought that's so cool because I could see a a guy like this being your most loyal friend if he felt safe. And on the other side of that, I could see this guy perhaps being very violent if he didn't feel safe. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you... If you know someone who is sensitive to stress and that's why that's kind of the way I look at people with mental illness they are sensitive to stress they they've obviously experienced trauma you know just just realize that the sensitivity can cause their perspective their perceptions of threat to be heightened but that doesn't mean that they are violent that just means sometimes you have to approach them in a more sensitive way, in a more loving way, because they want to be accepted and they want to talk to, to, to someone just like everyone else does. And so, you know, I think the, the beauty of, of the the Joker movie is that um, it brings mental health to the forefront and it brings mental health and, and the potential to violence to the forefront. But the reality is is that any of us if under enough stress, have within us the capacity to have a break in our mental health that could cause us to be violent. There's not any of us that that is absent those genes and absent those potential experiences. So Jan says, any idea how to handle a man with ADHD diagnosed as an adult, 35, but acts like a teenage Superman, everything goes wrong in in a big adult problem, but not fully responsible and thinks he is... Um, above and beyond the rules of life. Never change. Had rules to follow as a child, but soon. Uh, so it's so hard to help. How to help him cope, and he won't listen anyway. So Jan says he's 35. He's like a teenage Superman, and he won't listen anyway. And what do you do with that? How do you connect with him? Relationship. Relationships. How you. How you. Thanks, Jan. Relationships. How you connect with him, Jan. And you have to realize that he is very sensitive to being perceived, misperceived. He's very sensitive to being judged. He's very sensitive to being labeled. He's very sensitive to being made to feel like he, there's something wrong with him because people have been telling telling him there's something wrong with him for a long time. So if you wanna help him get in relationship with him, be very gentle and realize that he is a sensitive teenage boy. He may be 13 years old, but he is a sensitive teenage boy and he is sensitive to being made to feel like he is a problem and has a problem. And then approach him from that perspective, but be in relationship with him first. Let him feel that you love him. Let him feel that you truly care about him.